Welcome to Your Financial Guide, a podcast for women by women who are taking control of their personal and business finances in order to thrive. I know we're supposed to have this amazing self-discipline in our lives. We always walk right past that donut. We always look at the grocery store for the most healthy ingredients and plan out our meals and work out 30 minutes every day, much in the same way we watch every penny we spend and make the smartest spending decisions all of the time. Get real! (laughs) Let's talk about why diets and budgets don't work and what you can do about it. In this podcast, we'll talk about our own reality. Not everyone is perfect all the time. We strive to be healthy much as we try to save more and spend less. By the end of this episode, we'll talk about how to turn from denial into permission to spend. You'll learn to take more control of your money and your future. And we'll share a template in the comments for you to use to help you on your journey. First, our disclosure. I, Nadine Burns, unlike many doing these financial presentations and podcasts and YouTube shows, I'm a practicing financial advisor. I hold the Certified Financial Planner Professional designation. I'm an accredited investment fiduciary and hold a master's in business administration. All of our contact information and disclosures are listed below in the comments section. At a New Path Financial, all of our financial advisors are women. And each of us has a specialty to help clients in a very unique way. My personal niches are women who have small businesses and retirement planning for women. Our other advisors have niches such as special needs planning, divorce planning, and education planning. So look for their podcasts in the future as well as many others. And if you have any questions on your situation, go to our webpage at anewpathfinancial.com or email us at info at anewpathfinancial.com for more personal information and a deep dive in your particular situation. Okay, it's time to get down to our question of the day. Why I hate diets and budgets. More and more women head up the financial decisions of their household. Many are single, many have families, and we should. We have sharp minds, we know a good sale when we see it, and we know how to juggle life, family, and fun somewhere in there. But did you ever feel like you're scattered about everything? Your physical health, your financial health? Am I doing this right? Am I keeping up? Hey, I've been there and still am, even as a financial advisor and a planner. I'm the daughter of Eastern European descent. My family thought pierogi was health food. Now, anybody who doesn't know what a pierogi is, it's a flour-based potato dumpling that you serve drenched in butter and onions. Now, my mother says pierogi is health food because it's made out of healthy ingredients. But pierogi shouldn't be the mainstay of your diet every day. Anything with a moderation, balanced with meals and exercise, is key. So that issue is balance. In the last episode, I talked a lot about your net worth. Net worth that we can calculate. It's kind of like getting on a scale. It's kind of a measurement of just where we are. That measurement doesn't know how tall we are. It doesn't know the extraneous circumstances of our situation or anything else. It doesn't know where we want to go. It's just a measurement. 
your net worth number year to year can tell you if you're making progress, just like the scale tells you if you're making progress when you're trying to be healthier. Okay, sometimes it's good, sometimes it can cause attention. Every single day, we make thousands of choices. We're not robots. We can push the button and buy something on Amazon. We can choose to eat ice cream over an apple. But you know, apples can be pretty darn good. It's just the different choices that we make. The issue is when we only have ice cream available, then, and there are no apples or other healthy choices, look at the choice we're bound to make. Did you ever look at the word diet? The first three letters of D-I-E. Okay, that's a great start. So how does that make you feel like you can be successful? Dieting brings images of austerity and scarcity. People have the same reaction in our financial office when I talk about the word budget. So therefore, I don't say it anymore. You need, though, to get a, some kind of idea of what you're spending. But I don't want people to think that they're just going on a spending diet by using a budget. Instead, we look back at that healthy decision-making and we create a meal plan. In our firm, we all like WW, formerly Weight Watchers. We think it's a good plan because you can create an eating plan and you have a support group. Personally, at home, I have a like wipe-off board on my refrigerator listed with each day of the week. And once a week, I actually create a menu for the entire week. I kind of take an inventory of what's in the freezer, what's in the refrigerator, what's in my pantry, and start creating things from there. Then think about what's in style, what I like, what I've seen on Pinterest, what creative little buds in me want to go, and then um, create those meals on the wipe-off board. It helps because I can see our schedule and make complicated meals on the weekend, easy meals when there's nights that we just need something quick and easy to get on the table. It also helps because I have adult children, my husband likes to cook. If I'm not getting home in time, they can see what the menu says that we should have and they start cooking. So it helps everybody get on the same page. Much in the same way we need a plan for our money. If we're in a family, a husband and wife, we need to share and know where our money's going. But we need that same kind of a plan, and I call it a spending plan. So we need to start off each month with a plan of where our money should go. The plan should start with our income on the top. What do we expect to get that particular month? And I do this monthly because we're a lot of our bills are monthly. And that includes like our rent or mortgages, our car payments and things like that. So I do a spending plan every month. So I start with how much are we going to expect to get in each month? If we're paid bi-weekly, then maybe it's two pay periods. Um, and then we start with the projected expenses. Now, the key ones that I start with first are your food, housing, and health care, because those are the most important. We've got to put money for them in first. Then we go on from there. So if we have debts, I would list them next, make sure we're addressing them, at least the minimum payment. And then if we have any long-term goals, say like college education for our children, maybe we're renting and we want to buy a home, then I'd put those items in next. 
Now, we can't do everything at once because I have this ultimate budget that I'd like to have, but it nowhere meets the income needs that I have. But we go down and we put in what our mandatory required spending is and compare that to our income. If there's any money left at the bottom, let's go back and reallocate it and let's put it back into some of those items we'd like to have. And remember, let's always make sure we have a line in there for just discretionary spending. That way we don't feel like we're on a budget or a diet. If we have that line in there for that discretionary spending, that gives us a little leeway in case something comes up, like a car battery emergency, or let's say um, we really found something that we'd really love to have and we can't get it because of the fact that we have no wiggle room. This allows us to have that little bit of creativity. Now, you don't have to spend it all the time, but having it in there will make you feel less like you're on a spending diet than you are on a plan for your future. So we also need to make sure we have an amount in every month to save for emergencies. So any emergency that comes up, we're prepared for it as opposed to it hitting us over the head. That's the difference between an emergency and an issue. An issue we can get through. An emergency racks our world. So if we had a little money already set in savings uh, at the bank, then we could handle a lot of these minor issues. All this seems really easy, Nadine. Why are you telling me this? You know, I'm telling you this because I see it every day. We've gotten into this credit card swiping society where everybody just swipes something or pushes the Amazon button anytime they need something. We've lost control about what we're doing. When I have clients come in here and women are asking me, well, how much do I need to retire and will I make it? The first thing is I go back to them and say, well, how much do you need per month? What are your expectations in retirement? And it is funny, but more and more through my career, later as we get you know, to today, less and less people can give me those numbers because they don't know what they're spending. They're just spending everything in their paycheck. Everything that comes in goes out. Well, wait a second. That's not going to get you anywhere. That's not going to get you saved for a house if you're renting. That's not going to get your kids to college if you don't have a plan to do it. But we have to do that. So as we kind of use these things, we can use some online applications to look at these spending patterns. There are great ones out there. Um, Please look at the privacy settings on those apps. Um, They can tie with your bank account and everything else, but you might be giving the world all your information. So please make sure the privacy settings are turned as, as tight as you'd like to have it, supposedly off. In years ago, I used to use cash and paper clips. Like I said, people are letting money slip through their fingers by just swiping. The credit card companies actually would sell a store on using credit cards, which cost the store more, by saying that they would get extra income because people would just swipe their cards and they'd spend more. That's you and I spending more, folks. So they're counting on you spending more at every retailer to pay for those fees. In the past, when I was really struggling and really wanted to see where things would go, I'd go up to the ATM machine and take out cash for the month. My little girl was with me in the passenger seat, and she just, her eyes went wide to see how much money was coming out. And then I'd take that money, and I'd use these colored paper clips. 
Some people use envelopes. I don't know. I like colored paper clips. I had green paper clips for food, red paper clips for gas, and orange, because I like orange, it's bright and fun, for my spending money. I'd also give my daughter a little bit of that money for her school spending for the month, for her lunches, for her books that she wanted to buy from the book club, etc. Then I would pay all the other bills by using checks or now online banking. I always did that. And it was funny how much money you have in your hand when you get that big sum out. If you're spending $100 a week in groceries, let alone $200 a week, taking out $500 to $800 in cash from an ATM might seem really, really like a lot of money. It seems a lot less when you swipe that credit card at a store. So I encourage you to take one month and look at your spending, the things that you can spend in cash. And take that much out of the bank and actually feel that budget. Now, some people are going to say, well, oh my gosh, what if I run short? I don't want to sit up there at the cash register and like not be able to pay. Well, I'll give you a trick. Nobody steal my purse, okay? But I have a $100 bill tucked behind my driver's license for emergencies. That $100 bill is there in case I am in a pinch. And it's kind of like a mini emergency fund. But I tend to feel my money. I like to feel where it goes. So using cash is a way to do that. It gives you control. And what we're talking about really here, about spending plans, about eating plans, is about control. You taking control over what you have. Getting your life back, telling it where to go, not letting it take you in the direction you don't want to go. Just like an eating plan, a spending plan will help you. It's funny, but just like my eating plan on the refrigerator wipe-off board, You see what you have and plan where it's going to go. This will give you confidence, okay? If you come home from work and you have no idea at 4 o'clock what you're going to put on the table and there's a bag of chips sitting there, guess what you're likely to eat? But if you had the ingredients, they're thawed and ready to go, and you had the menu on the refrigerator and everybody said, hey, it's taco night, right, Mom? Then guess what? It's taco night. And you'll be able to put on a good, healthy taco dinner meal for your family. So you'll clearly see when you take this and make a spending plan, if your income is realistic to your outgo, you'll be able to see and have better control of where you want to go to save for things that you want to do. And so those little people in your house will be excited someday when you say, yep, you can go to the college of your choice because I saved. And you'll be excited to save for and pay for things as opposed to your budget owning you. So ladies, that's what we want you to do. Get smarter about your money so you can thrive. Thanks again for tuning in to Your Financial Guide for women by women. We hope you were able to learn something new. If you're enjoying our podcast, do us a favor and give us five stars. And don't forget to follow A New Path Financial on LinkedIn and Facebook. Until next time, keep your finances in focus so you can thrive.